0: How are you doing? I'm doing great.
1: It's good to hear your voice, man. How's it going?
0: It's, it's going. Everything's going good. I listened to your last pod that you did with Aaron Lewis, which the pods of Lewis and Lewis are always phenomenal. So if you have not listened to that, they cover a lot of what's going on in baseball. And um, they didn't get quite in much, as much in the spin rate as I would have liked, but it was a good <laughs> listen anyway. So So go hit that up.
1: I think you pretty much covered that topic, but I would like to apologize. We're not going to get an MLB pod out this week because Cole and I are doing the huge NBA pod tonight that you're listening to currently. But Lewis and I will be back in the booth next week to do our All Star preview um, and some other, you know, MLB tidbits. I might, I might come out strong against the Braves manager, you know, you know, the entire organization because I'm furious right now. But that's beside the point. We're talking basketball tonight.
0: Yeah, before we started this, Sam did say that. He's really glad this is not an MLB pod because it could last three and a half hours of pure banter against the Braves. But so I'm actually thankful for that. So
1: I haven't been more upset about a first place team since the Titans last year. It's basically the same feeling. I know we're in first place and I know we're going to choke at the end of the year and not make the playoffs, but it's fine. We got to talk about basketball.
0: That's such a sad feeling, is it? Knowing that you're in first place, but knowing that in all reality, it's not going to hold.
1: Oh, yeah. And I, I've known since the beginning. If you listen to the baseball pods, you'll know that um, I have not been lying to myself at all about the Braves' you know, prospects. But um, I was enjoying the ride until a couple of weeks ago. And now I'm just, all I see is darkness. We lost two out of three to the Orioles, and then we lost two out of three to the Reds, who are probably the worst two teams in baseball. So it's, uh, it's not going in a great direction. Uh, But here we are.
0: All right. Well, let's get your mind off of that and on to more exciting topics like the NBA. So this pod is going to cover the NBA free agency. What are the big guys going to do? We have no idea, just as you guys do not have any idea. We'll also talk a little bit about the awards that came out a couple of days ago. So let's just go ahead and get started with that, if that's all right with you, Sam
1: let's dive right into it. Before, right off the top, before we start, I do need to apologize um, for the people that live around me because apparently they don't realize that it's not the Fourth of July. Um, so if you hear fireworks in the background, thank you to my neighbors for that.
0: Hopefully, it comes right after you make a dynamite point.
1: I've told them to wait for me to like bang the table and then let off the big fireworks, but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm a little stuffy and still have a little cough, so. You know what, lots of listening annoyances for, for you guys, but hopefully you'll follow us. So uh, let's just start with the draft. I think that's probably the best the best place to start. Um, so the Suns, I guess, since they picked first, um, I guess we should go ahead and, and, and talk about that and, and what they went and did in the draft. So they took DeAndre Ayton first, which he was largely considered the number one prospect in the draft. He was... A overwhelming favorite to go one, and you knew he was going to go one, so that's really no surprise at all. But do you like that pick over some guys like Marvin Bagley, who people say are is more ready for the NBA, um, and also superstar Luka Doncic, Doncic, who we'll talk about in a minute. But give me a little bit on the DeAndre eight and pick, and then sort of what the Suns did overall in this draft?
1: Well, if you listen to Austin and I's podcast, I think it was in January when we talked a little college basketball. Um, we we went pretty deep into Luka Doncic. I don't believe we were pronouncing his name right way back then, but uh, I think he's going to be a superstar from all of the people that I read and listen to. He was the best player in the draft, but um, somehow he falls to three, and then the Hawks traded him, which you know we'll talk about that in a second, I guess. But the main thing that I want to talk about with the Suns um, is not the eight and pick. I mean, like you said, he was the consistent consensus number one overall guy. I think the most interesting thing they did was the trade that they made with the 76ers um, trading up from sixteen overall to ten to take McCall Bridges. Well, actually, the Sixers took him and then traded him after the fact. But I. Everybody is talking about how the Sixers pulled off a heist here because they got an extra first-round pick, I think, 2021 from the Heat um, as part of this deal. But I don't like it. McCall Bridges is a star. I mean, he was on the Villanova team. He was the best player on a championship team. He won two titles at Villanova. He's the perfect NBA wing. You know, he's 6'7". He's got long arms. He plays defense. He shoots, th- shoots threes. I don't know if he's going to be – you know, a top 10 player in the league, but I think he's going to be an all-star caliber guy. And I think that's something you give up two first round picks for. So I'm zigging whereabouts is zagging on that. I like that deal for the Suns. I think you put McCall Bridges with DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Josh Jackson. And I think that's a formidable team who um, will probably get the eight seed and get swept by the Warriors.
0: Uh, the the pick that the Sixers got for trading McCall Bridges was the 2021 I'm un- protected Orlando pick, right? Uh, right? Miami,
1: Miami, Miami, I think.
0: I knew it was a Florida team. Yeah, one of those. They're all the same. That draft is important because that could be the first draft since, gosh, I don't know when, where high school players can come straight out of high school into the NBA. So you're going to have a sort of like a combo pool of freshmen that had to go to school in 2020 And then those high school guys who can come right out in 2021. So those are going to be probably one of the best drafts in history. So that's big for them to get that pick. And you would think that that trade would happen or that pick would go in a trade that it was in the top nine, but they got Bridges and and decided to trade. And, um, you know, Mikel Bridges, a lot of people said is the top D and three in the draft. And with Philadelphia, I kind of thought that not only is he a hometown boy, I think his mom's had a PR for HR.
1: Yeah, she works for the team. HR, yeah. Works for the team.
0: um, So you would think that they're a team that's really ready to compete and maybe win a championship next year if they get a couple pieces of free agents. And Mikkel Bridges could have stepped right in and and done a good job for him. Um, So, yeah, I like the Phoenix pick. I mean, phoenix trading to get him I, I thought was was nice shows they're being aggressive and, and shows they are really in the rebu- rebuilding process because for a while i feel like they haven't had any plan whatsoever so at least they have some sort of plan now
1: And uh, it seems like most people think the sun's made this trade because if they don't start winning in the next couple of years everybody in the front office is going to be fired so they don't care what happens in 2021 which i understand and it makes sense um but I think McCall Bridges is one of the few guys who could step right in to the Sixers lineup next year, play the wing, you know, alongside Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, you know, if the Sixers land a big free agent, you know, who knows, maybe they try to pull off a trade. He would have been an enticing trade piece, but then again, that 2021 unprotected first round pick is a really enticing trade piece too for, you know, maybe Kawhi Leonard. We'll see. We'll talk about that in a minute, but, um, Really, I just wanted to come out right now stand on the table say, I think McCall Bridges is going to be an all-star, and I think people are going to look back on this trade and think the Suns got the better of the Sixers here, even though that's not the popular opinion right now.
0: And I know that they said, the 76ers, that is, said that Zaire Smith was 1B on their board. Um, So, I mean, on on their end, they got really just as good of a player. And Zaire Smith, a lot of people say, is a better prospect. I don't know. Did not really watch very many Texas Tech games this year, but I will say that Mikel Bridges did look ready while there. Smith needed some seasoning, which Philadelphia doesn't really have a ton of time for right now. Um, I guess they have some time, but it would have been nice to get a ready piece. Um, So let's let's move on. And Marvin Bagley went went two to Sacramento. No surprise there. He's going to be a stud. He's ready. And then the third pick happened, and the Hawks picked Luka Doncic. And you were thrilled.
1: Absolutely. And
0: then then they traded him to Dallas for the rights to Trey Young. So I'm just going to give you the floor um, and, and give you this time. I may limit you, put you on the shot clock, but... I'm going to give you this time to say everything you need to say about this Hawks trade.
1: I got some thoughts. I'm not I'm not a Hawks fan. I'm kind of an NBA agnostic. I don't claim any team as it currently stands, but I'm kind of a Hawks fan adjacent. I've got a lot of family member Hawks fans, a lot of Hawks fan friends, um, and I'm a huge Braves fan, so I kind of have sympathy towards the Atlanta sports team, and this is the most Atlanta thing that I've ever seen um a generational talent falls into your lap at a pick where he should not be available um and you do a thing that only an atlanta team could do and that is trade him away for a 155 pound point guard who um couldn't guard me legitimately um because you think he's the next steph curry and you could see this coming from a mile away not only because woge was telegraphing it which by the way can we talk about woge in a second Woj's tweets on draft night were fantastic. He's incredible. Uh, he's, he's unbelievable. I have some Woj's thoughts as well. But, um, I mean, Doncic at 18 won the MVP of the second best league in the world. All right, that's all I know about him. I'm not watching, you know, the Spanish league. I don't have well, – this is an informal podcast. You know, I'm not breaking down Doncic cha- tape. But he was 18, and he won the MVP of a league that has a bunch of former NBA players in it. Um I mean, to me, why? That's the guy you want. You know, he's obviously going to be. I don't know if a, I think he's going to be a superstar. So I don't. The Hawks. This is going to be a trade fifty years from now when people are like, "Hey, you remember when the Hawks traded away Luka Doncic for Trey Young?" It's going to be like when Portland took Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan. You know, that's wow. that's the that's no. the level that the, I mean. No. It, Doncic isn't Michael Jordan, but we're going to remember it like you remember that trade. This is an awful trade. The Hawks, the Hawks are going to Hawks, you know? And then they turn around at the 19th pick and take a guy I've literally never heard of. I watched a lot of college basketball this year. We did some college basketball podcasts. I had never heard of the guy the Hawks drafted. They only drafted him because he's a 6'8 white guy who shoots threes. He looks like Kyle Korver. They're like, oh, yeah, Kyle Korver was good when he was here. Pull the trigger. I just, I sympathize for you Hawk fans. Um... I've talked to several of you. It's, it's you went to a dark place on draft night, and I was there with you. This is it's a tragedy um, for you, and it's it's going to be ugly this year, and it's not going to get any better.
0: So, sort of the bite I heard about the Hawks in this draft is their GM came from Golden State, correct? He's the one credited for the Draymond Green pick. Yep. Um, and so he's trying to build a mini. Golden State Warriors with the Hawks. Look at their picks. Trey Young. The biggest comp that you could find would be Steph Curry. The guy that they took nineteenth overall. Kevin Herder? Herder? I don't even know how to say that.
1: Your guess is as good as mine. I've never Shooting heard of
0: Shooting guard six seven. Shoots threes. What does that sound like? It sounds a lot like Clay Thompson to me. And then their last pick, Amari Spellman from Villanova is a lot like Draymond Green. And so, he I mean, he's trying to do what he can to put pieces together that he knows can run the offense that he feels like is most effective. So, if Trey Young turns out to be Steph Curry-esque, which that is a long shot because Steph Curry is so good in many ways that Trey Young isn't, especially on defense and being able just to hold up. If Trey Young can't guard somebody in the postseason, like, he's not useful, right? Can – can that guy? Can he play in the finals right now? Yeah, you just don't know. Um, but I, Luka Doncic is—I I agree with you—he's going to be a star. So for them to trade him away is a huge, huge risk. Um, but I hope it pays off. I hope Trey Young's great. And I hope Luka Doncic is great. And you look back and be like, man, the Hawks went in one direction to build their offense a certain way, and. The Dallas Mavericks stuck their neck out for Luka Doncic, and it worked out too. But the thing that is going to be that is most nerve wracking for me is Luka Doncic could could have been the the playmaking point guard that Steph Curry is in just a bigger, better form. I
1: i like i like your point. Right, they're trying to mold their team after the Warriors, so they take guys who are comp to Warriors. To me, it's like. It's like a a fifteen year old kid was like watching college basketball and went, oh yeah, Trey Young kind of looks like Steph Curry, and then that was it. Like, okay, well we'll pick him. He's Steph Curry. And this kid from from Maryland, he looks kind of like Clay Thompson. All right, we'll pick him. And uh, Amari Spellman, he's kind of like a tweener, you know, power forward who's a little bit fat, who um, plays hard and yells at referees. We'll take him. He's like Draymond Green. And that was like as deep as the analysis went because the similarities with all three of those players stop right there when you're comparing him to to the Splash Brothers and Draymond. You know, I mean, Clay Thompson is an elite perimeter defender. I don't know what Kevin Horter is, but I feel like if he was an elite defender, I would have heard of him before draft night. Amari Spellman, is he's fat, right? He is. He was really good in the Final Four. He's very good. He's shooting threes. He's blocking shots. He could be a good player. He's not Draymond Green. And Trey Young, literally, he looks like if the wind started blowing hard, he would, he would get knocked over, you know? And... I said this on the pod with Lewis before the draft um, that Steph Curry's not a good defensive player, but when you look at him and when you look at Steph, he's solid, right? He's, he's strong and he can hold his own. You know, he was guarding LeBron James every possession down the stretch during the finals, because that's the offense the Cavs were running. They were switching every, they were forcing golden state to switch Steph onto LeBron and did he do a good job? No, but it wasn't a disaster. Like it could have been if Trey young gets switched onto LeBron James next year, I, I, they're going to have to carry him off the floor. RIP. It's over, RIP. you know? And I just wanted to, to shout out my Hawks fan friends. I'm sorry. I feel your pain. And I think it's going to get ugly.
0: Yeah, it could, it could be. So um, I just kind of want to go through the draft and point out some interesting picks that I thought that I think are going to work out well. Guys that I think that are going to be studs and some guys I think that might be flops. I think that... Mohamed Bamba, who the Magic took, could be an absolute stud. I think that Wendell Carter Jr., who Chicago picked, I I don't think he's going to do very much. I just don't. Um, I don't think Kevin Knox, I think he'll sort of go to New York and we'll sort of forget about him. Um, And I really don't think Michael Porter Jr. is going to be that good either. A couple of guys I think are going to really surprise. um, One, would be actually Grayson Allen, who is 21st. He, at Duke, was asked to do a lot with the ball, but with Utah, he'll be asked to do a lot off the ball. And I think there's some things he's really, really good at if he's not going to have to be a main focal point of the offense. I think he could surprise and be a really good role player for them off the bat. Um, A couple other guys is Mo Wagner, the Lakers took, especially if LeBron goes, maybe Kawhi, maybe Paul George. I think that he could be a really good role player. Got to get better on the defensive side of the ball, but I think that he could uh, possibly make an impact for them um, next season. Jalen Brunson, who Dallas took, is going to be Derek Fisher, Derek Fisher 2.0, um, in my mind. And then um, the Lakers also took Mikhailuk from from Kansas. I don't even know
1: Sv- what to say. Yes,
0: yeah, Swatislav.
1: I was I was practicing it today. Spotislav Mikhailuk.
0: he's six eight as a shooting guard. He can shoot. Um, hopefully, he turns into one of the the, the premier sh- uh, three point shooting guards in the league. And lastly, with the 60th the final pick, Philadelphia took and then traded to Dallas, Kostas Antetokounmpo, who played at Dayton. He's six ten. He's really raw, obviously, because he's Giannis's brother. My attention is drawn to that, but baby I don't freak.
1: Know.
0: So yeah, I mean, I think those are just some of the draft picks that I thought were interesting. So with that being said, let's go ahead and move into the free agency period of this podcast, which is what everybody's here for. So let's just be honest about that. Um, so I'll I'll hit you up first on Kawhi Litter, who's not a free agent, but is one of the most interesting pieces in this market. So give me your thoughts on Kawhi. We talked about him on the pod a month or two ago. We were talking about the NBA Finals because all that stuff was going on, and Pop went out to talk to him, didn't really seem like it worked. So what do you think is going to happen with Kawhi Leonard? What are your thoughts?
1: It's the biggest story in the NBA right now. I've got my, uh, my Woj tweets on alert, so if Woj tweets us, tweets anything at all during this podcast if he tweets at us at the informal podcast shout out Woj, huge fans we'd love to have you on um if he tweets at all during this podcast i will get an alert and we will stop and read his tweet live on the air Um, but you know little reports are leaking out from him from ramona shelburne about how the lakers and the spurs are now they're talking originally the lakers or the spurs weren't going to trade him anywhere in the west and now, apparently, they had a conversation earlier today. We're recording this on Wednesday night. Um, they had a conversation earlier today, and it went fairly well. Um, some people thought that, you know, some maybe some foundation had been laid for a for a trade to the Lakers. There was a report that came out just a just a couple of hours ago that said that if the Lakers were able to land Kawhi, that would greatly increase their chances to get LeBron in free agency. Um, so that kind of ups the stakes for him a little bit. But when we talked about this a few months ago, I was under the impression that the Spurs would figure it out. You know, that uh, the Spurs are the kind of organization that that's able to build bridges with their players and and figure this sort of stuff out. You know, smooth it all over, make everybody happy. But that hasn't happened. Um, and here we are. You know, they they have one piece left they've got one chip left they can play and that's the Supermax contract which you know we're not going to get in the weeds on the nba salary cap because i don't know enough about the nba salary cap but to my understanding it's like a 35 to 40 percent total of the of the salary cap of a team you can offer to a player if they have so much service time and they've made so many all nba teams it, regardless of what the details are Kawhi fits the bill he is eligible for the Supermax deal i think it's like 210 or 215 million dollars over five years uh which is baseball money i mean that's ridiculous nobody's ever turned that contract down and the spurs have to offer it to him right they've got to they've got to put it on the table they've got to offer him you know 200 plus million dollars and make him say no and if he says no then there's no other alternative you've got to trade him you've got to trade him to the best for the best package you can get you know the where a lot of teams get in trouble when they're in this situation when they have a superstar who wants out is that they they cater too much to the player you know they they let the player dictate where he goes and what he does and I think the Cavs did that a little bit last year when they probably could have gotten more for for Kawhi or for Kyrie if they would have just waited him out waited out a couple of weeks you know hear what what the Pacers have to say you know if you, you might have been able to get Paul George you might have been able to get uh, you know, one of these guys from the Suns, Josh Jackson, or one of their top picks. And instead they took the first offer that came through and they ended up with Isaiah Thomas, you know, and now you've got Jordan Clarkson starting in the finals. So if I'm the Spurs and Kawhi turns down the huge extension, I just, I wait him out. I wait out the best possible deal. You know, I'm not gonna let, let a player who is agitating for a trade dictate the terms of that trade. I'm gonna wait for the best offer to come through and if it doesn't come, if you don't get an offer you like before the season starts, what's the harm in going into the season? You can always trade a mid-season. Somebody is going to get hurt during the season and make a panic trade. It always happens. So just wait it out. And from their perspective, I'm not going to trade him for anything less than what I deem is fair value. You know, I don't, I don't want to get in a hurry and take, take less than I, than, you know, what is fair value? He's one of the best five players in the league. Get the most you can get. It doesn't have to be this week. It doesn't have to be next week. Get the most you can get. He's he's Kawhi Leonard. He's incredible.
0: He's the best. He, well, he's, the like,
1: best. he's like the third or fourth best. But, yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: A couple of things you said I want to hit on. First of all, how can you have a super max contract? How could anything be more than a max contract? Like max is like the maximum a player can make. It's I mean, literally the maximum. Super maximum. The reason, Which is, like, more than the maximum. The reason you can have doesn't make this any sense.
1: is because the Players Association negotiated it, and the players that did the negotiating were Chris Paul and LeBron James. So they negotiated it where veteran players could get more than everybody else. So, I mean, that's where you're at.
0: All right, well, in second, you talk about taking him into the season and then trying to trade him midseason. The only problem is then you're really stuck if he gets hurt he gets hurt you cannot trade him for near what he's worth right and for a guy that had a lot of injury problems this year it's sort of risky right so I mean I don't know if I was them I would trade him because he's obviously not happy and they could get picks and they're still going to be a good team they were obviously a good team without him this year and I they could get a couple of young guys, start a rebuild. Why they still have some pieces in play and just keep on rolling because they're the Spurs. Well, let me ask but you this: was,
1: Let me ask you this before we move on. If that happens and they trade Kawhi, you know, in the next couple of days or weeks, and it kind of signals the rebuild is coming, is Pop the coach of this team next year? Does Pop stick it out through a rebuild? Or, I mean, he's getting getting pretty up there in age. He seems like a guy who might want to go out. I, I put it this way: I don't see him hanging on, you know, till he's eighty years old.
0: Right, but I think their team is still built where they can still compete right now. Not they're not gonna win the NBA championship, but they'll make the playoffs and probably make it into the second round, even with the out of Kawhi Leonard. Now if they traded Aldridge as well, then you'd have to look at Pop, maybe stepping away for the rebuild. But I think the Spurs were those teams kind of like the Celtics a couple of years ago. They can take a step back, start rebuilding while also competing at the same time. So if that's the case, I think pop stays. If that's not the case. I probably think pop goes, but um, let's go ahead and move on to the actual free agency part of this, which we have delved up into five different tiers, which tier one only includes one person. And that's the biggest free agents, free agent out there. And that's LeBron James. So, Gosh, there's so many ways I could go with this to
1: set you up. <laughs> a lot of different things we could so do So I'll here. start you off
0: with this. What is our dream LeBron scenario? What team would he go to? What free agents would join him? And how would that lineup look?
1: So in my opinion, the best thing that LeBron could do, the thing I want LeBron to do is sign the long-term Super. I don't know if he can sign the super max. I'm sure he can. If Kawhi's eligible, surely LeBron's eligible. I want him to sign the biggest and most lucrative long-term deal he can with Cleveland, and I want him to finish his career in Cleveland, because I'm a LeBron fan and I'm tired of people besmirching LeBron for, you know, team hopping and starting this culture of superstars leaving and going to different teams. I think that's um, I think that's a dumb narrative, and I don't want people to to use it anymore. So I would like him to finish his career in Cleveland. That being said, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so for me, the next best thing would be for him to go to Houston and play with James Harden and Chris Chris Paul. I almost said Chris Brown. It's not Chris Brown. It's Chris Paul. because
0: <laughs> two, two totally different people. Two Were you referencing Chris Brown, the singer, or Chris Brown, the old Titans running back?
1: I was referencing the old Houston Texans kicker, Chris Brown,
0: actually. Oh, or, okay.
1: or winner of American Idol, Chris Brown. A lot of Chris Browns. <laughs> Are, none of those very common name none of those people chris paul and the reason is because that would that's the only scenario i see where a team could legitimately challenge the warriors is if you've got james harden and lebron james and chris paul you know plus whatever daryl morey can put around those guys that is a true super team a true team that could go up against the warriors in a clash of the titans in a seven game series that would be incredible to watch which it doesn't sound like that's going to happen either for cap reasons and, you know, other reasons. But that would be my dream scenario.
0: I'd love to see him on Philly, to be honest, especially, you know, with playing with Simmons and Embiid. It'll be really cool to see him on a Philadelphia team and sort of let those bring in those young guys and win a couple of championships and sort of set that team – up for success i would also like to see him on houston that would probably be his dream scenario they would win the championship for sure obviously wow. the most for sure yeah that's I think bold sure. because houston should have beat golden state this year with the team that they had and if you had lebron james to the mix i think they do beat golden state i don't say for sure it's not 100 percent, but i think that the odds would be in their you favor think they would be of, favored
1: over the warriors
0: Yes, I do.
1: Uh, I wouldn't go quite that far, but it would be a fantastic. Uh, well, now we have to root for that to happen because then we have an informal podcast feud over who the best team in the West would be.
0: It's true, and informal podcast feuds are the best. The
1: best kind of feuds. Lastly, Love a good
0: feud. you got to think he might go to Golden. I mean, to, sorry. <laughs> well, if he went to Golden State. Take the minimum go
1: to Golden State, LeBron. <laughs> do it.
0: One year. No, Los Angeles. Los Angeles Angeles is the team he's been linked to the most. Los Angeles is the odds-on favorite to land him right now. And so if he goes to Los Angeles and he brings one or two other top free agents with him, whether it be Chris Paul, whether it be Paul George, whether it be restricted or player option free agent Kevin Durant. Oh, wow. um, Whether it be Boogie Cousins. I mean, he's got a lot of options Um, to bring a couple of those guys, make the Lakers sort of the premier franchise again. It would be great for his brand. He loves – he's got a couple of houses in L.A. So, I don't know. Dream scenario for me would not be L.A. Where is he going to end up? Either L.A. or Cleveland. That's what – You know, in my mind. So
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I was – I was just going to say, where do you think he's going to land up is the next obvious question. What do you think is going to happen? Because it seems like it is down to Cleveland or L.A. for uh, – apparently um, he's a he's got a player option, so he, he's going to opt out probably in the next couple of days. And the only way he could get to Houston, I think, is if he were to opt into his deal and then they were to sign and trade for him because of the cap ramifications. And according to Brian Windhorse, he's not going to opt out. In he's going to opt out, which effectively eliminates Philadelphia and Houston, leaving the Lakers and the Cavs. So between those two teams, Austin Coley, who do you think LeBron James signs with to play at least the 2019 season?
0: I think he, I think he stays with Cleveland. Wow, wow. I mean, he's just at the stage in his career right now where the thought of leaving going to Los Angeles, trying to pull free agents with him, all the scrutiny that came with the Miami decision and moving everything to Los Angeles. I just think that he's at the point in his career where he's comfortable in Cleveland. He loves Cleveland. They're, I know that they said in the past with free agency, LeBron's gone dark, but he's had and been in constant communication with Cleveland. I think he's looking what's out there and reach it out and poke it around. And if he gets the right fit in L.A. with players, I think he goes to L.A. But I, I, I would bet that he goes to Cleveland. I have no reason why, to, except for I think that if I was in his position and I love my hometown and they love me, I would probably want to stay there.
1: Look, He's already the um, greatest athlete in Cleveland sports history. You know, bar none, it's not close. He's a legend in that city for the rest of his life, no matter what. Um, and I think the only thing that could tarnish that is if he leaves again I mean he came back and he won a championship and he'll always have that if he leaves nobody will ever be able to take that title away from him he won the first title in Cleveland in you know what 50 years something like that 50 plus years so he's always going to be the legend that did that but if he came back if he stayed if he plays the rest of his career there even if they don't win another title he just further submits his legacy as the Cleveland sports hero so I, I hope you're right um, I think you're wrong. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to go to L.A. I think he's going to pull at least Paul George with him because Paul George is an unrestricted free agent. Um, he's the top guy in, my, in our tier two that we put together. Um, true unrestricted free agents. It, Paul George is the best one, and he's been linked to L.A. for three or four years himself. And if they get Paul George and they get LeBron, they can sign those two guys without giving up anything. So you look at that team, even if they don't take Kawhi out of it, if it's just LeBron and Paul George and Lonzo and Brandon Ingram and Julius Randle, if they bring him back, that's not a team that's gonna win the title. That's not they're not as good as the Warriors. But they're the second or third best team in the West. You know, he's gonna be competing late in May to, to get to the finals. And if they were somehow able to flip a Brandon Ingram or Alonzo or somebody, you know, they've got a lot of Kyle Kuzma, they got a lot of young guys if they could put together a package to entice the Spurs to deal them Kawhi Leonard and they brought in Paul George and LeBron James, I don't know if that team beats the Warriors. I don't think that team's quite as good as the Rockets version, the LeBron Rockets that we talked about a few minutes ago, but that's a really good team too, and that would be an awesome series to watch against the Warriors. So uh, if it's just LeBron on his own in LA, I think he stays in Cleveland, but if they're able to land... One or both of Paul George and Kawhi. I think that he's in L.A. next year. Um, And I hope it doesn't happen. I hope he stays in Cleveland. But I think that's where we're headed. I think we're headed to LeBron in L.A.
0: Maybe. I would say one thing, and let's move on after I say this, that just having Paul George in Los Angeles with him is equivalent to having Kevin Love in Cleveland. And especially with Houston being as good as they are and the Warriors being as good as they are it's a better supporting you're looking cast at though a second, you're looking at a second round exit most likely
1: it's a better supporting it, cast I think I think with just those two guys it'd be they'd be the third best team in the West
0: or if he stays in the East he probably goes to the Finals again <laughs> if they can pull if Cleveland can pull another free agent so let's go ahead and move on to just, we, we gotta get going on these um, let's go ahead and move to tier 2 which are unrestricted stars who may leave. First, okay, we'll just hit all three, and that's Paul George, Boogie, and DeAndre Jordan. Three very different players. So, Paul George, everything I'm hearing is he's going to L.A. I think that's – he's even saying he might go to Oklahoma the back of Oklahoma City, but I just don't see that. I think he goes to L.A. Um, – you know, obviously Philly would love to have him, but and then, then Boogie and DeAndre Jordan. I'm not really sure where either of those guys land. Dallas needs a big man, but what are your thoughts on those three?
1: It seems like Dallas is the only team that needs a big man, and for whatever reason, Dallas is inexplicably enamored with DeAndre Jordan, and they have been for half a decade. Um, there's reports tonight that they're already – heating up you know trade the trade machine to try to figure out how to land him if he were he's also a player option guy so he could opt in to his final year with the clippers and they could trade him which is probably the route that they're going to go so if he goes to dallas then you've got boogie who nobody's talking about because he blew out his achilles but before he got injured i mean he was one of the best 10 players in the league um and he's not getting any buzz so i guess we can talk about him in just a second we'll do paul george first um I think L.A. is probably where he ends up, but man, I would love to see him go to Philly. I think he's the perfect guy. He's the perfect, I don't know, he'd be the second or third option, whatever you say. He's the perfect third star to go with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Even better for that team than LeBron, I think. I mean, he's not a better player than LeBron, but I think he fits that team better because he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands. He proved last year in Oklahoma City that he can you know, do his best Clay Thompson impersonation, you know, run off screens, hit open threes, catch and shoot. He might be the best perimeter defender in the league, this side of Kawhi Leonard, anyway. And he just fills all the holes that that team has. You know, he's a guy who can spread the floor, give some space to Ben Simmons who can't shoot at all. And that's where I would love to see him go. Um, if he does leave Oklahoma City, you know, there's some some chatter around now that he might stay there, but I think he probably ends up in L.A. So we've talked a lot of Paul George. I really want to talk about Boogie Cousins for a minute. Where are your thoughts on Boogie? Because like I said, we haven't heard a lot about Boogie since he got hurt halfway through the season. But before he got hurt, him and Anthony Davis were kind of scary together. I thought it was a weird fit at first, but they were starting to figure it out before he went down. So where, where do you see Boogie ending up? What kind of contract do you see him getting? I mean, who needs big men in the league right now other than Dallas?
0: So him and Anthony Davis are two of the best big men in the league. He blew out his Achilles, like you said, but before that he was an perid- perennial all-star. But he also had definitely reports of trouble in the locker room. Perennial malcontent. Um, yeah, yeah. So for me, first of all, you have to look at his health. Achilles are tough. So if he's going to come back from that and be at the level he was at previously – then he's definitely somebody that could be on a championship team if he's got the right attitude. So if I think that were to happen, he could definitely sign with one of these, either go back to new Orleans with AD and they were great together. They started to figure it out. Like you said, or move to one of these other teams that already have pieces in place. And he could be the finishing piece. If you would ask me to pick, pick a team for him to go to, I'd probably say he stays in new Orleans, but I don't know. And the NBA is crazy. Anything can happen. But if he's back to the level that he was before his Achilles, he could definitely be a finishing piece for a team.
1: I think he's one of the more interesting guys just because all the things you talked about, you know, there were some questions before he got hurt about whether or not a team would give him a max contract or somebody would, but whether or not a team would really go all in on him as a, as in adding him to other stars to try to put together a title team just because, you know, of the way he's kind of a prickly guy. He doesn't really try on defense. He gets, you know, he racks up technicals at a Draymond Green rate. He doesn't seem to endear himself to his teammates or coaches. And then you add all that to the Achilles, and I'm really curious to see what happens there. I think if I'm boogie, I think I'd take a one-year deal somewhere and prove that I'm healthy, prove that I'm on my best behavior, and then go back in next year for a big-time max contract. But it would be um, – it's definitely going to be interesting to see where he ends up. The What I've always thought and heard is that he would end up in D.C. in Washington to play with his buddy John Wall. Um, and if he gets there, Wall, Beal, and Boogie, that's a team that can compete with the Celtics and potentially win the East, especially if LeBron goes out West. So I'm really excited to see what happens with Boogie.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Let's move on to the Tier 3 stars who – We don't think are leaving, which is KD and Chris Paul, both of them very happy with their teams. I don't know what it would take to get these guys to move, and honestly, they probably won't. But, I mean, is there any scenario that you see besides Chris Paul maybe wanting to go to L.A. to play with LeBron and and Paul George?
1: I don't think so. Um, It seemed like last year when Chris Paul opted into his Clippers contract and orchestrated that trade to the Rockets, There was kind of a handshake under the table. You know, when I'm a free agent next year, you give me the Supermax contract and I'll finish my career in Houston. Um, So I think that's the most likely scenario, the most likely thing to happen. But if he does hit the market, I mean, him and LeBron have been buddies for a long time. So that's a possibility. He could end up in L.A. with the Lakers, you know, the famous – he almost ended up with the Lakers, what was it, seven or eight years ago when he got traded to the Clippers. The the, the Lakers trade was done, and David Stern sniped it and squashed it, uh, but maybe you know the thing could come full circle, and he could end up as the point guard of the Lakers on a team that has LeBron James. I don't think that's going to happen. My more interesting one of the, the more interesting of these two guys for me is Kevin Durant. Not this year, because I think it's already been reported that he's going to opt out and then re-sign another one-year deal with the Warriors, but... If the Warriors win a third consecutive title, which, you know, barring a LeBron super team, we think that's probably going to happen. If they win a third title, he goes three for three, winning three titles in three years with the Warriors. What do you think his long-term future is? Because I don't see him finishing his career in Golden State. I mean, that's that's Steph Curry's team. It's always going to be Steph Curry's team, even if Katie's the best player on it. If he goes, he gets his three rings, I kinda think he leaves after that. I think he goes somewhere else that next summer. What do you think?
0: I think is next year Draymond Green's free agent year?
1: Next year is Clay and Clay's already said that he's he's staying no matter what. He said he'll take less. And then the year after that will be Draymond. So they got two more years of Draymond.
0: Yeah, I think Draymond definitely leaves that next year. K D may hang on for one more year after that, but I think when Draymond leaves, K D will leave. Um and it'll still just be Steph and Clay there. I don't know where Katie goes after that. He may be a piece of another super team, or he may just go back and find his, you know, team to sort of end his career on. But he loves winning, and he loves basketball. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen with him. Um, I think we could talk about that when the time comes. But I don't think he leaves this off season.
1: No, I don't think so either. Um, I do. I just while we're here, while we're talking about it, I think long-term Kevin Durant wants to win a championship on a team where he is obviously the guy. And I think he's kind of a prickly personality too. um, Where, you know, he said, all he wants to do is play basketball. All he wants to do is hoop. And I think he thought when he went to golden state and won a title that everybody would kind of get off his back. And that didn't happen at all. You know, he went the other way and now he's the villain. So I could see him going somewhere, maybe New York, maybe Washington. He's from D.C. I think um, he could even possibly go back to Oklahoma City, but I think that I think this coming season is his last season um, with Golden State. and It'll be interesting to see where he goes, but like you said, we uh, we can talk about that when that happens.
0: Right. So yeah, we're running a little bit long per use. Shocker. Let's let's go to tier four, which are the restricted free agents. That is Capella, Smart. Jabari Parker and Nurchich.
1: Yeah, we could go through tier four and five pretty quick. Um, really, when I don't really want to put these lists together, I just went through the NBA.com free agent list and grabbed some guys who I thought were interesting. I mean, Clint Capella is a restricted free agent. The Rockets have to bring him back. They've got to match any contract for him because I mean he's one of the best bigs in the league. So I think he ends up back in Houston, but that deal could um, prevent them from. Landing another huge free agent, i.e., LeBron James. Uh, Marcus Smart is it? Marcus Smart is an interesting piece. Uh, do you think he stays in Cle- in Cleveland? Do you think he stays in Boston? Or do you think he ends up somewhere else?
0: You know he's such an in- integral part of that Boston team, but he's already said he's not taking less to stay in Boston, and he's going to get paid. And with the way Boston's going right now, I think they let him walk. Honestly, do. Brad Stevens is able to coach him up with the best of them. And, yes, he's a very, very good part. But, I mean, who's to say that Terry Rozier can't step right back into that spot? You know, I know Smart does a lot of different things and is bigger and better defender than Rozier. But they can win without Marcus Smart, and they'll find better ways to allocate that money.
1: Yeah. they're in a they're Unless he
0: takes less. Unless he takes less to stay in Boston.
1: They're in a weird spot because the Celtics don't, they don't make bad moves, right? They don't give out dumb contracts. And you look down the line, Kyrie's a free agent after next season. They're gonna have to give him a big deal. Jalen Brown's coming up not too long from now. They're gonna have to give him a big deal. Uh Jalen Tatum. Jason Jason Tatum, is that right? Tatum. Tatum and Brown. I get yes. I get the first names confused. Both of those guys are gonna get huge contracts when they come up to free agency. So I don't think I don't see the Celtics locking up Marcus Smart, you know, on a four year huge contract. So I think you're right. I think they offer him what they think he's worth, what they what they can afford long-term. And if he turns it down, he turns it down. And I think he'll be um, a guy who's playing somewhere else next year. Um, Looking at the next two guys, I don't have a lot to say about Yusuf Nurkic. I don't know a ton about him. You know, I think um, he's one of those Euro bigs who's a great passer and can score a little bit and doesn't play any defense. So I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that, but that's, uh, he's just an interesting guy. He's a fun guy to watch, but I don't have any clue where he's going to end up.
0: Yeah, he'll probably end up somewhere that, we never watch him on TV. That's probably, that's probably my guess. Yep, he's
1: probably going to uh, make a lot of money in his NBA career, and I'm never going to watch him play again.
0: Right. Tier 5, last tier, interesting players who are non-stars, and that includes J.J. Reddick, Trevor Ariza, Derek Favors, one-time high-pick Derek Favors, Isaiah Thomas, and Fred VanVleet. Any of these guys stick out that you want to talk about, their skill set, and where it could possibly help as role players?
1: These are guys who – in my opinion if they wanted to they could go out and get pretty big deals right maybe maybe accepting isaiah because you know his health situation's weird he might not be able to get a big contract but these are guys who could go out and get 12 to 15 million dollars on the open market and you know be be a quote unquote star on a bad team but i think the reason i think these guys are interesting is because they seem to be perfect fits for the the quote unquote ring chaser Role, You know, the, the Swaggy P, the Zaza Pachulia, David West, guys who take way less than their worth to go play on a good team and try to win a ring. I mean, could you imagine J.J. Redick coming off the bench for the Warriors? I mean, that's – Oh, my word. Like, if, if he takes the mid-level exception to go play for the Warriors, he's going to win a title. Why wouldn't he do that? Or he could go to the Rockets, you know, or wherever LeBron goes. These guys could all fit in there. J.J. Redick, Trevor Reza especially – You know, being wing guys who are great shooters would fit perfectly in that kind of role. Um, And Fred Van Vliet's a little bit different too. He's a guy who's a second round pick. He was a great college player. He's kind of in that Mikael, Mikael, what, no, Jalen Brunson. Uh, Jalen Brunson, Frank Mason, that kind of mold. And he played really well for the Raptors this year. He could go somewhere and run his own team or he could go somewhere and be, you know, he could go to Houston and be Chris Paul's backup and potentially win a ring. So I think um, these are guys to look out for for the great teams in the league, guys who could slide into those teams and be role players and potentially swing a finals game. Yeah, who knows?
0: I think you hit the nail on the head. It's just decide they need to decide if they want to go get their ring or go get their money. They could sign a one-year deal to go get their ring and then go get their money, especially if they got rings, they're going to get paid. Oh, definitely. So it'll be interesting to watch for those guys keep your woes alerts up because I'm sure he will let you know when that time comes. All right. Last thing on the agenda is the NBA awards recap. Now, a couple of interesting things here. First, Dwayne Casey won the coach of the year and then got canned. (laughs) So, I mean, I get it. I get, I get why he got canned, um, you know, and, and, Toronto's eyes, he's...
1: Couldn't be LeBron.
0: performed. Right? Couldn't be LeBron. That was kryptonite. Um, You know, Quinn Snyder, I thought, deserved it as well as Brad Stevens, but they gave it to Dwayne Casey. The other one, actually, there's two that I took exception to. The Rookie of the Year, I thought Donovan Mitchell earned it over Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, I love how Mitchell wore, like that rookie shirt which said you know, the definition of a rookie. (laughs) I just really like Donovan Mitchell, so that's definitely biased towards me. Um, And then the second one is the most valuable player. Now, I think that James Harden... James Harden is so good, but LeBron James is the most valuable player of the NBA. Um, And he's just... He's like Mike Trout. He does it so consistently that... People get bored and tired and want something new and want to give it to James Harden because he burst onto the scene and had a great year. Russell Westbrook, didn't he? He averaged a triple double again this year. Did he? And I, he wasn't even considered. I think you know? he. I mean, did he finish with a triple
1: double? I thought he just missed it.
0: Um, I'm not sure. I'll, you keep talking. Way, I'll find out. Um. But, yeah, so James Harden ended up winning this award. We all knew it was going to happen. LeBron James was better than him in so many statistical categories and played all 82 games and made it to the NBA Finals. I don't know. I just think LeBron James should win that award every year.
1: That's what but I was going to ask you. that just beat me. I mean, LeBron is the best player in the league. He's the best player in the league every year. He's been the best player in the league every year for you know 10 or 12 years. So if you're going to give it to him, I like your Trout comp because Mike Trout's the best player in the American League every year. LeBron's the best player in the NBA every year, so you could give LeBron the MVP every year, especially in a year when he played all 82. He nearly averaged a triple-double. But, I mean, that Cavs team was really bad. It was really bad. And LeBron getting them into the playoffs and ultimately getting them to the finals is, I think, one of his – crowning achievements of his career i think it's one of the most impressive things we've seen an individual athlete do in a team sport you know in my lifetime but at the same time the way the nba gives this award out is it goes to the best player on the best team except for last year when russell westbrook won it with the triple double which was ridiculous Harden probably should have won it last year too um but that's the way that's the way it's handed out you know nine times out of ten it's going to go to the best player on the best team the Rockets had the best record this year, and James Harden was their best player, and he had a fantastic year. So I don't have a problem with it at all. I mean, LeBron was the best player, but that's not how this award is handed out. That's not how this award has ever been handed out, and they're, that's just the way the the NBA writers do it. And I think Russell, or Russell Westbrook, I think James Harden was completely deserving, um, and he probably should have finished second, but I don't have a problem with him winning it.
0: All right. There you go. We can agree to disagree. I get what you're saying. Um, but if I had a vote, I would have voted for LeBron James. All right. Every I year. Think that, I think that that wraps up this NBA pre-agency pod. Stuff may be coming in as early as Friday, I guess. I think
1: we'll start getting leaks so. leaks tomorrow night. So if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to it on Thursday. We're going to try to get it posted early Thursday morning. Um, I mean – keep your eye on the Woj Bombs. I think they're coming. I think tomorrow night we're going to start seeing stuff.
0: The Woj Bombs are about to drop. So thank you for listening to this edition of the Informal Podcast. We really enjoyed having you. If you want, you can always reach out to us on Twitter at InformalUS or email us at InformalPublication Pub- at gmail.com. I'm Austin Lu- I'm, I'm, wow. It's late. I've done this so many times. Like I'm Austin Coley on Twitter. I'm at Austin Coley. He's at Lewis underscore zero six on Twitter. For our sign off, anything else you want to add?
1: That's it, man. It was great. We need
0: to do this more often say that and we will alright for everyone listening have a good one peace